When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Open Mind Self-Care Sessions with me, Frankie Bridge. Today's episode is around loneliness, and I'm joined by Karen Dolver, co-founder and CEO of No Isolation, which is a tech company focused on tackling loneliness. Thanks for joining me, Karen. As you can imagine, at the minute, loneliness was quite a popular subject with my followers. What made you start No Isolation? Oh, it's a long story. Loneliness has been something I've uh, experienced myself. My co-founders uh, have experienced it, but we're all we're all computer scientists. Uh, so we sat down and figured, hey, if technology can cause this much harm, it can probably cause equal amount of good. Maybe we should give it a go. And it all started for us with kids suffering from long-term illness. So we ended up building a telepresence robot for them uh, so that they can attend school almost like they were there themselves and it's worked well which we're so happy about and then under this no isolation umbrella we hope to to kind of target all the different groups of the population who suffers from loneliness or social isolation and yeah we've uh, just gotten started that's amazing and how common would you say loneliness is then much more common than we think. Uh, even now, I think it's gotten a well-deserved <laughs> attention publicly, but uh, still more than a third of the seniors are saying that they're lonely on a daily basis. Now it seems like the young population, 18 to 25, are, are almost up to one third as well, which is devastating. People can definitely be lonely even if they are surrounded by people. Uh, you can be very lonely in a relationship or at school. And I think we need a lot more awareness of what is loneliness and what can we do about it? Because there are a lot of things to be done. <laughs> we just need to, to recognize them. Yeah, um, I think that was one of the biggest things is obviously when you think of loneliness, you think of people being on their own and, you know, that's kind of the easiest thing that we think of. But one of the biggest things that came in um, online for me was people saying that they feel alone even in a room full of people or even yeah. with all their loved ones around them, Yeah, um, which is something I've experienced before. How does someone tackle that do you think and why do they feel that way it's a it's a large question and it will be individual <laughs> answers there uh but but loneliness it appears when there's a gap between what like social connections you have and what you think you should have or what you want you can uh, play board games with your family on a saturday evening and still feel extremely lonely because you think perhaps that you should have been doing something else you should have been with other people and that just feels like a gap or you missing out and you can be feeling very lonely in a relationship if you feel like your partner is not someone you can talk to about anything so there's a lot of variations in how your loneliness is perceived I think the first step would be to recognize like what type of relationships and what type of communication do I want because uh, trying to figure out what do I feel like I'm missing instead of just feeling like I'm missing something would be a good place to start and then 
meeting people and being with people is unfortunately a lot like exercising. Uh, so for those of us who doesn't love exercising, myself included, it's something I have to do. And where I realized that, okay, this is good for me. I just, <laughs> I just have to uh, <laughs> yeah. get myself together and do this. And, and being with people is very much the same. So if you haven't, if you haven't been actively like achieving your social goals uh, for the past like months or weeks, then starting to be social might be super tough. Like actually going to that party that you uh, last Saturday, you thought uh, you were a fool for not attending everything. And then this Saturday, you have the opportunity to actually meet friends or see a movie. And then you you skip out because you feel like, okay, I'm not ready for this. And it would be nice just being on the couch. I think that's the point where you think of socializing as jogging and you just do it. And afterwards, it will feel amazing. <laughs> You'll be so happy. <laughs> yeah, I think very often we think of the social part of our life as just fun and games and, and something that should only give us energy. But it is actually time consuming and it costs us a lot of energy, at least to get started before it gives energy. Very similar to exercising, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good point because a, a, quite a few people said to me, I feel really lonely, but when people invite me out, I then don't want to go. And I've 100% been that person. Yeah. I've sat at home and I've been like, oh, I've got no friends and no one wants to hang out with me and yeah. nobody likes me. And then someone says to me, oh, hey, do you want to come around? And I'm like, no. Exactly. And then it's just like a vicious cycle. And that's such yeah. a good point. It's like once you go, you do feel better, but it's like that dread yeah. of it. And forcing yourself to do it. And then you remember, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. This and then good it, to mix with people. <laughs> it, it hurts slightly less the next time. And it hurts even less the time after that. And then all of a sudden, time four, it's purely enjoyable. Which is, yeah, I think for people to just think, what what do I want? Like, when, when do I feel like I'm missing out? Uh, is that on calling a friend? Like, I feel like I should do, but then I don't because ugh, it's going to last for half an hour. I don't have half an hour. <laughs> is that the kind of connection that you would love to have but that you just stop yourself from having or is it something else and by recognizing it you can sort of say to yourself now I'm gonna at least try to do that for five times and and if I don't feel better <laughs> after having attempted this five times then uh, I'll give myself a break but um, I think people try too little and they think of social connection as something that just comes for free and that's mm. yeah all fun and games. I think that's going to be a big thing, like where we've been in lockdown for so long. Yeah. Um, I know lots of people are feeling super lonely at the moment, yeah. but there's also that fear of like, now we can kind of see the end and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, which you're like, I should feel really happy about this. But actually there's that feeling inside of, oh, now I've got to be social again. And now exactly. I've got that like extra, I don't know, pressure, even though you really want it. It's so weird. Yeah. No, but I, I think again, like jogging, if you are a person that enjoys jogging and you stop for two months, it's going to be hard starting up again. So I think even mm. if you're super social and you used to do a lot of things and now you've been in full lockdown, starting up again can be tough. If you're not particularly social and, and you've lost those few few like routines that you had that kept you social uh, building up those again are going to be extremely difficult I think we'll uh, see a lot of mental health issues into 2022 that we didn't have before and I'm kind of scared especially for the young adults 18 to yeah 25 
yeah, I'm crossing my fingers that they're very aware of their own situation and that they buckle up and try to fix it. But uh, yeah, it cannot get enough attention. (laughs) I know that you are using, you know, like computers and stuff for good. And like you said, there can be, you know, bad sides to it. But do you feel like social media, online gaming, all that kind of thing has actually, you know, made loneliness worse, although it connects us in a way, do you think that has made it worse, especially with young people? I think there are different types of technology definitely impacting us differently. What we Mm. know has happened with social media uh, that isn't good is the increased expectation levels. Because loneliness is so subjective and it's all connected to what we expect of ourselves, the higher the expectation levels we have, the greater is the likelihood of us experiencing loneliness. So in that regard, it hasn't been great. Uh, We also know that having large networks has zero effects on, on how well connected we feel. <laughs> it's all about knowing that if I need help, I'm going to get it rather than there are a ton of people out there who knows who I am. Um, mm. When it comes to gaming, I have quite the opposite. I feel like it's achieved quite the opposite effect where the gaming companies have been really good at building up these social arenas where you actually get friends, you build teams and relationships and and you fight together towards some common goal, which is why there are, I don't know, probably a thousand World of Warcraft babies out there today, like where their parents have met through the game, which I uh, which I find <laughs> incredible. And I, and I don't think the gaming society receives enough applause for how mm. they've built a lot of these games into being as social as they are. And I think the only thing lacking there is the actual uh, feeling of the people playing the game that this is enough. Because yeah. if you think digital like friends are enough of social interaction for me, then you're not going to be feeling lonely. If you think yeah. that that's stigmatized or that that's the wrong type of friends, then you are going to be feeling lonely because you're not going to count them as the valid type of friends that you need. So it's it's all about how we ourselves perceive our relationships and what value yeah. we put into them, which is quite interesting well you've made me feel a bit better about gaming then because Good. everyone always gives it such bad rap um that's such bad rep and I've got a young son who loves it and I'm always like oh he's not gonna know how to make friends and uh. but you know <laughs> so Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I, uh, there's a lot of really good games out there that are uh, mm. that are definitely encouraging the right type of learning and the right type of uh, socializing. And uh, mm. and I think the friends that I have that game a lot, they're super good at perceiving like clues and picking up on what people are telling them without like being pushed. And they they take hints. And I think they learn how to be social in a very different way. Uh, That Mm -hmm. might be not bad, but better. A lot of people ask, how do you, how do you help someone who's feeling lonely? What's the best way to approach that? Again, like quite individual thing. I, uh, Mm. I think always you need to dare to (laughs) dare to approach the question. Like I, I think you should get out and try to um, try to talk to the person or the people that you you think might be lonely about what kind of social environment they would want to have cuz just saying okay I I think you would love to go to this party or to this movie or to the park and see what they say and see if they're resonating from a place of fear where, okay, I don't want to go to the park because and then start coming up with excuses or if it's, it's something else, I uh, think I'd start trying to 
pick up the threads of why are you hiding and can I attack that from any angle? Like, am I welcome to come and join you and see a movie at your place? Like, uh, lower the threshold for meeting and uh, and see if you can like incrementally introduce other people to their lives. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I think a full fledged like forcing uh, people to attend things might not be successful. It has been successful with me uh, when I was at my lowest points, like beginning of my studies. I had a I had one not yet friend who kept pushing me to attend things and and literally forcing me like, we need you to be here now. And that really ended up working. And I didn't understand what she was doing. I thought she was a proper pain in the ass for for (laughs) nagging on me all the time. Like, you need to come, you need to come. And I'm like, if you're not able to enjoy this without me being there, then I don't think this will be any fun. But yeah, I eventually started coming out to these things that she she tried to get me to come to. And all of a sudden it was fun. Uh, Yeah. So she was persistent. <laughs> she was very persistent. And I'm not sure that strategy were, would have worked with uh, anyone or everyone. But mm-hmm. persistency in some way is always good, I, I guess. A lot of people said about making friends as adults, because I think that's something that's really hard if you yeah. move to a new area or maybe you've started a new job or something. Have you got any tips in, in that regard? Of- yeah, several. Uh, it's been proven that dogs are so super efficient at making us new friends so if you have a dog really? uh, good choice go to the park somewhere where you meet other dog owners uh, for some reason they end up becoming friends whilst adults which is really cool <laughs> can also highly recommend joining something that goes on like a charity or something in your local community uh, pick up a class that lasts for a while so that every Tuesday night you have to attend this this or that and if that is uh, about books or swords I don't really care like but make it consistent not a weekend class uh, but something that you have to show up for quite a while because it it takes time to build trust and it's Everyone knows that it's awkward to invite someone out for a coffee after having met them twice. Uh, but if you've yeah. been at the same place for uh, every Tuesday the past three months, then maybe it isn't weird anymore. <laughs> and same with charity work, that if you sign up for something, then make sure that you're there on the same time slot so that you meet some of the same people over and over and over again. Because mm-hmm. it's uh, unfortunately a volume game where... Yes, you might find someone that you instantly click with, uh, but make sure that you meet them again and again without having to ask. I, uh, I think that's a large part of the key. Yeah, it's kind of putting yourself in the right situation. Yeah, and consistently. And I mm. think online now as well, there are tons of things, but it might be harder and especially for the adult population to use forums and such to get friends. But I think if you have any specific interest, that will be a very good place to start. Like if you like quilting or if you like woodworking or anything of the sorts, (laughs) then dig deep Mm. there because you're going to find like-minded people. And what about if you're someone who, um, as an adult, quite a lot of people have said that they're single now, so they might have been married before and they're divorced now, so they're surrounded by friends with couples. Yeah. How and that can feel quite lonely, can't it? If you're always the only one and no yeah. one else has got a significant other. Yeah. And again, that's the expectation, right? If you think that that's what everyone else expects from you, then you start expecting it from yourself as well. And then all of a sudden you you disappoint yourself on some social point in life. But uh, cut yourself some slack and 
work on like, am I expecting this because everyone else is, or am I expecting this because I actually really need and want a partner in my life? So I think mm. I tried to uh, give myself some slack in that situation. And obviously now with the flourish of dating services that are online, then uh, it's definitely worth a try. You're going to meet a lot of people that you don't want to marry, but uh, <laughs> maybe you you only need one. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people get disheartened with it, don't they? After a while, they're like, yeah. oh, I've not met... Because you only ever really hear the good stories. And then... It's true. Mm. Oh. It's hard, though, I think, for older people to go online. I think for younger people, they meet people online and that's kind of normal. But I still feel like for even my generation, for me, it's weird to meet someone from online because when I was younger, that was... You can't do that. That's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And now all of a sudden it's like, but that's what everyone does. I think that's what, you know, some people I know are like, I'm not meeting someone online. Yeah. But I suppose you don't know them any more than you would meeting someone in a bar. No, and I think the great thing about online is that you often get a chance to chat more than you would have physically because... Because if you if you meet someone at a bar or in the park, uh, you don't instantly start actually talking. Uh, you'll you'll chat a lot about the weather. You'll chat about whether or not your dog or that dog over there has done something funny. But I think online you you go much quicker to that conversation. Conversation like what do you enjoy and and who are you? So in some way, I would assume that relationships started online will be have a much more efficient start where uh, you might actually get to know the personality behind the person uh, faster yeah quite a few people say that actually you kind of get into a deeper conversation a lot quicker and a lot easier yeah Yeah. and uh, quite a common one with people that with newborns do you find that with the work that you do that you get quite a lot of not always just first-time mums like most of them were first-time mums that feel lonely but also just people who are maybe a stay-at-home mum or so they're with kids all the time. Do you find that's quite a common loneliness? Yes, statistically, uh, like first-time parents are significantly more lonely than the rest of the population. It's uh, quite devastating, to be honest. Luckily, quite a few services out there now, so it, it should be possible if you've kind of pinpointed yourself that now I'm experiencing loneliness, I should do something about it. There's quite a few initiatives out there. But still, what what actually happens with first-time parents is that every time we kind of uproot ourselves. So if you if you get a kid for the first time, if you move to a new city, if you get a diagnosis that that stops you from living the way you used to live, or anything of the sorts, and you have to grow new roots, this is where loneliness happens. So uh, yeah. if you look at like the groups of populations that are statistically more lonely, they're always connected to some kind of massive life change. And within seniors, it's where the most of these life changes happens at once. Like they all of a sudden become physically impaired or they lose their partner or they have to move their home to somewhere else. Like a lot of these things happen at the same time, which exposes them to isolation. And I think for new parents, it's not enough talked about. And I don't think people expect it. Like they're they're heading into a happy period, right? Yeah. Uh, which might, yeah, make it even worse. Because again, expectations is everything. Expectation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be happy. This is supposed to yeah. be the best time of your life. And you're supposed to be great at it. And I, do you yeah. feel like that's where probably a lot of that comes from? 
Yeah, and then you have to yeah. massively change your life. Like you cannot go to a cafe whenever you want. You you cannot mm -hmm. attend whatever dinner you want to, and you cannot have friends over whenever you want to, like you used to. <laughs> so so there are like massive structural changes that you have to make in your life, and if you're gonna yeah. maintain like your social environment you have to work quite hard at that and i think people aren't expecting it and aren't like facilitating for that change and recognizing that i'm not going to be as social and if i'm going to be as social it's going to it's going to require a lot from me and if they were aware of this heading in i think it would be much less bad to be honest uh, yeah just knowing it's like that, there's a yeah. lot of guilt in it isn't there it's like you can't say that you're lonely or you're finding yeah. it hard because Everyone will think you don't love your child yeah. or, you're, you know, it's so hard. But, but everyone who's seen a baby who's less than one years old know that they're not great conversational partners. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's not like the social social conversations or anything that you had before getting a baby are now replaced by the baby, not in any way, right? So, uh, no. yeah. Yeah, I always say to my friends, I'm like, look, they give you nothing back until they start smiling. It literally feels like you give everything and they give you nothing. And I always tell my friends that, which sounds mean because obviously you love them and it's lovely, but literally you're giving them everything and they just, nothing. Yeah. All they do is poo, exactly. sleep, cry. And then when they start smiling, you're like, yes, <laughs> some interaction. Yeah. But still, like that smile, oh, as much as it, it kind of warms your heart, it's not a, it's not like a baby's going to help you out if if something happens no. to your mom or something happens to to you. Like you, you need to know that the people around you will listen and and try to help you out if something happens. Right. So uh, we should never put that on a baby to fix. Cause <laughs> no, they won't be able to. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> no. Um, so what would be your top three tips then for someone that's struggling with loneliness? To identify what is it that you're missing. I definitely start mm -hmm. there because anything and everything else will kind of follow and then recognize that this is going to be actually work like it's it's not going to come for free you have to work at it and then three allow yourself to be content like just say to yourself I'm okay with being happy like I want to be happy I think a lot of people are okay with being miserable and saying the sentence I want to be like I want to be okay I want to be happy is is often difficult so I do those three and uh I think you'll be fine. Like people are struggling with, with a lot of things all the time. Like you're never alone in that. And uh, as long as, as we think that we might be okay, then uh, I think things will sort itself out to some extent. And where, yeah. And then where can they go if they want to know more or they want some help? Have you got any places they can go to? I think there are a million places online and again, so individual, uh, we have a few resources on our site on what loneliness is. So if you want to like dig deep into what is actually happening to me now, then then noisolation.com might be a place to start. A lot of charities have different initiatives. There are also a lot of online videos and seminars where you can kind of scope out what is this really. Um, but yeah, talk to your friend as well. Like Just saying, I'm not sure if I'm lonely or not, but I might be will uh, definitely be a good start for a very good conversation because <laughs> they might be <laughs> feeling lonely too. Like it's uh, it's uh, worth talking about. 
Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? When you actually pluck up the courage sometimes to say something, you find so many people you know have been feeling the same and none of you have been saying anything. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, yeah, as long as you haven't said anything yourself as well, then uh, you have to sometimes uh, find the courage, as you said. Oh, thank you so much. I found it fascinating. I don't think you often hear people talking about loneliness as you know, like a single subject. I think people group it in with so many things and yet it's something that so many of us have felt over time. Yeah. Um, And it can be confusing trying to figure out what that is. So thank you so much. No, it was wonderful being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Open Mind Self-Care Sessions. I really hope that this has been helpful to you. And if you've been affected by this episode or would like to find out any more information regarding mental health, then please head over to mind.org. If you've got any questions which you'd like to get answered, then please follow me on Instagram and look out for my stories where I collect all of your fantastic thoughts and questions for each episode. 